y'all and welcome to Renders Experiences, lessons on the campus visit experience and rambling conversations during our travels. I'm Brittany Joyce. Jeff and I have traversed almost two dozen campuses in the past month. There's something about spending almost every day taking tours that highlights the commonalities and inconsistencies in the campus visit. Jeff and I paused for a moment while traveling recently to gather our thoughts. First up, the commonalities. Trigger warning, there's some language. Hello, Brittany. <laughs> did you get to have some sweet onion when you were in Walla Walla? I did. I had lunch, uh, or we had lunch in the dining hall, the Cleveland Commons at Whitman College, and I had a kale and sauteed onion side dish to my braised short ribs that I had for lunch. And and we, I asked because we are in Walla Walla, Washington. I've had like five. Sorry, I have five people tell me like it's Walla Walla. That's fun to say. <laughs> Like Kalamazoo, Michigan, right? It really is a place and very fun to say. And we've been to Kalamazoo. We have. Uh, in fact, this is probably some of the most intense travel in uh, RNL Render history. Yeah, we've been really on the road since October 7th. I think you and I had each 36 hours at home in the middle I of the past. I didn't even have that. Yeah. yeah. But that's what we do. We, we had new clients, we had returning clients, and, and joining the RNL family. Yeah, so 14 campuses in this. In eight states. Can you name all the states we've been in? Uh, in I the can. past trip? I'll okay. Go in reverse order Washington, Colorado, Texas, Ohio, uh, Virginia, Kentucky, um, Florida, uh -huh. New York. Uh huh, one more. Who did I miss? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. <laughs> it's been a mix of regional publics, flagships, STEM focus schools, liberal arts privates, larger privates. Mm -hmm. A little bit of everyone. A little bit of everyone. A lot of time in rental cars. We've been driving a lot. We've been flying a lot. I think you forget when you traverse the country this much how big America really is is <laughs> and how diverse American higher education is yeah you know we have that slide in Cahoots for steps to being memorable uh, which will give the answer to you know how many post-secondary institutions are there and it's kind of sneaky because it's like 7300 yeah. right but 4300 a degree granting right and the diversity of them I think we've seen a lot of that yeah it really when you see this many campuses and see this much of the country you remember that there really is a place for every student and it really is about fit because these places could not be more different from absolutely. each other absolutely so so for me how about we talk about commonalities yeah like i'd like to talk about commonalities that we witness with campus tours okay and then i like like commonalities of what we feel no matter the school we kept hearing from parents and students and the tour guides what it is everyone wants yeah so I, I think one thing that has become apparent to me in the past three and a half weeks and it, you and I have have noticed this I think it's just become more clear and that's there are two very distinct types of parents we've been talking about Gen X parents and their 
behavior that they model. But on tours, there are two very different types of families. There is a family that comes loaded, ready to ask all of the most unimportant information-based questions <laughs> that they possibly can ask, down to printing cost, hours of libraries, percentage of faculty who do research on campus, percentage of teaching assistants. Um, and you really, it, for whatever reason, they come ready to ask those, whether it's that they have found some website that told them that all of these questions are very important to ask and this is what you should be parsing colleges on your list on um, or to. And then there's a family that wants to kick back and be very passive. And it's really hard to have both of those families on the same tour together because you find that they irritate each other. I think we've been saying that in terms of Gen X parents that, you know, for every parent that's asking a bunch of questions, there's equally a parent that rolls their eyes when that parent opens their mouth. And so I think I'm grappling with this moment where do we really just need on a website to say, if you want to observe and find out the vibe of this place, here's the visit for you. And if you really want to dive into all of these questions and information, we have a visit that's going to be like talking at you for three hours and we'll answer all of those questions or we'll give you a handout with all of those. I don't know, but it's hard merging those two points of view on the same visit. Watching it go down, I completely agree. And, and you know, as we always joke when presenting after millennials, which we've done a lot on this trip, and, and steps to be memorable, and we're like, Gen X doesn't even like each other. We had our breakfast club moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I think to your point that they don't. Uh, they, they don't mix well on the tour, those types. And, and this is part of the problem. We, we parse everyone to academics or geography, and maybe it's personality type or how they learn or what they want out of it. Yeah. So. I think we've always been recommending, like, based on where they're at in the process. Yeah. And it seems like no matter but, how you set expectations, there are still families that are coming loaded in two very different ways so, and bringing that to the yeah. visit. So my commonality, so do we want to continue to talk about parents or we want to talk about other commonalities? No, let's talk about other okay, commonalities. Okay, so here are mine that I'm going to rant as a Gen Xer here. The information <laughs> overload the diarrhea minutia of information that is not relevant, that no one remembers, Ooh, that everyone has forced on tour guides. Mm. No one will remember how many pages of printing you get free and what's on that floor and that it floor. And it all sounds the same. And what happens is, is when you force the script and when your information session is so information heavy and you give that out to your prospective families, that is exactly what they come back with their, with their questions. That is true. That's true. When you take it to the most basic level as if we're all moving in tomorrow, that's what families start worrying about, right, it seems. Right. And, and so other commonalities are what I call the talk and turn. <laughs> you know, where you walk me and then you turn and then you give me so much information for five minutes. Mm. And often, you know, we've, got, we've seen the tour go to one wall, tour guide to the other, and everyone walking through it. And so I think it's this lack of intentionality. And, and I think the great thing is, is that the campus visit has evolved and we've helped get it there and it's time to change and update. But yeah. for me, those are just the, no matter the school, the, the, that these seem to be the commonality. Mm -hmm. And then I feel no matter the school, 
everyone is obsessed with what we've been saying. Maslow's hierarchy. Oh, yeah. Food, housing, shelter, parking. 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 Where's the nearest hospital? Yeah. That lack of institutional trust. Campus safety. Yeah. It's so funny, too. Like... (laughs) (laughs) safety is such an interesting conversation right because i think you know what we observe is when you tease out that safety question right i mean most people are they're really concerned about wellness but they lead with questions about blue light phones well i didn't see enough blue light phones on this campus and it's like well but are you really concerned what is your concern we spend a lot of time helping tour guides push back up on clarifying questions and really teasing out what people's concerns are because it like it's not those things that make a campus safe and i hate that parents think that those are the things or for whatever reason they can't think beyond those commonalities and and i think yeah I, 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 um, as I'm on a rant here, <laughs> the other commonality is I swear to God, if I hear one, everyone looks at the group, if it's an admissions counselor information session or a tour guide, okay, can everyone do their name, hometown, and major? What you think you might want to study? Which you just made, which, which I just had to do in the information session, and then I, the tour guides make us all do it again, and it's Gen X. Uh, and then we act, the other commonalities, everyone acts like the parents don't exist. And then we wonder why they're angry at us yeah. when we literally physically don't act like they exist on tours. Well, I think to be fair to higher ed, right? I mean, 20 years ago in the millennial invasion, I, there was this big movement in higher ed when parents started to become we started noticing helicopter behavior there was this movement to be like don't work with the parents if they call you don't talk to them tell them that you need to work with their student because their student is an adult and i think that's where we're still operating in is focus on the student so that the student starts to develop but the but the the co-purchasing has shifted this is really a parent that is driving so much more of the process and the student isn't rising up to take ownership of their own admissions journey and so really you should be addressing parents more to be able to get to their child and shout out to fort lewis college who in the information session the the students were asked to introduce who they brought with them right and not just this, I brought my mom and dad, right. but can you give us their name, name, right? Yeah. We were at another client in the middle of this trip and a tour guide went around and said, yeah, tell me who you brought with you. And this one student was like, and I brought my mom. And before we moved on, the mom was like, yes, I am a mom, but I have a name and my name is Carolyn. <laughs> and it was super aggressive. What a like, Gen X name too. I know, Carolyn. And she said it with a whole lot of contempt um, for the process and everyone Wait, around her. I did say Fort Lewis College, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. College, college no, it was summer. Fort okay, Lewis right. College. It's been a lot of travel. <laughs> in and, Durango. In Durango, right? <laughs> and then I think the great idea we give them is when they handed them off to the students, Perhaps a student should say, and now can I have all the parents introduce themselves and who they brought with them? Yeah, that would be... I do a little flip. Right. Well, and I think that helped, particularly on that tour at Fort Lewis, it really helped break the ice. I think we all started talking to each other because we also knew our everybody's names yep. and like where they were from and it sort of gave permission for us to have conversation with each other because you never want to interrupt a tour guide's flow 
and be like, hi, we're strangers, but like, let's be friends. But if somebody helps break that ice for you, it's right. a lot easier for us to be casual and comfortable. I, I think it's all blended together. It's who is the audience and stepping up to, oh. Oh. Don't. Jeff, well, if you see something, say, say something. something. Okay, you know what, Brittany? I'm going to talk over that. And that is perfect. That leads to what I've been saying in After Millennials. We live in an exponentially, our culture of fear has exponentially gotten worse post-Columbine and post-9-11. And, and Gen Z has been raised in litany of crisis afterwards to the point of like that, that bag warning, if you see something, say something here at the airport, yeah. leading to the stressed outness and the questions and the obsession about safety and yeah. and that is all coming out on a campus tour. I right. I just I think part of the commonalities I saw were a bit of dehumanizing. Mm, yeah. And <laughs> well, which leads me to one of my commonalities and I know by the time we get to Civza, the for those of you who don't know Civza, the Collegiate Information and Visitor Services Association, um, their annual conference that's coming up in Orlando in June of next year. I know one thing that we're going to expand upon is I am hearing and noticing that it takes really now about two years before sure. a tour guide really hits their stride and can take what you provide them in terms of an, a script or an outline even when you say you don't need to say all of this this is like to help fill the void if you need to fill the void or to be able to answer questions they just go and memorize it and regurgitate it because it's like they take it takes so much longer to get them to a point where they're comfortable enough to tell their story to translate their student experience out on a tour and to pivot and ask questions and just have conversation just have conversation yeah i think that's my uh if i have an aha it's like oh we got more gen z tour guides now right with the angst and the yeah you know it it, it, whereas four years ago that was more the student maybe but now it's matriculated up to the guy yeah i there is a real disconnect in i I think what we've it's funny because i think what we've been saying about the visit like 10 years ago the visit was like this and we've spent the past three years bringing people up to date or four years really bringing people up to date on gen x parents and gen z students now these gen zers are our tour guides and i think we're probably going to spend the next three or four years saying what you did in terms of training 10 years ago for millennials does not work work anymore. The same student that you've selected 10 years ago is not going to be your ideal tour guide anymore because you're going to have to have someone that can dedicate a lot of time to you for training and training is going to have to be more intense and you're going to have to throw more resources and staff members behind this. That's a whole, that is is a dropping a bomb on something because most admissions counselors that oversee ambassador groups also travel and are gone out of the but, office, and that that's a whole can of worms. The other ha moment, because like I just ramble on, and then you say something brilliant. But <laughs> you know, but as you had said, you had said to one of our our clients that you know your ambassador tour guide group seems really heavy of orientation leaders. Yeah. And sometimes that's not the best thing that. Let's face it, as we train tour guides, they are salespeople. And sometimes you have taught me this trip. Orientation leaders can, and RAs. can be too much into the weeds with the 
it's it, I'm not explaining well, it the way you explained no, it. No, I think but. like orientation, and I, it's it, there's so much crossover on campuses between ambassador groups um, and students who are also OLs, orientation leaders, or our RAs and or resident assistants. Um, but I think when students become OLs or RAs, they tend to take on a very parental tone. Because yeah, you're already in the group. Right, and and they feel that sense of ownership in terms of like shepherding a younger group of students and being like that mentor, that surrogate parent. Um, and then that all gets, despite your best effort, sometimes that all gets translated on the tour. We also tend to overtrain orientation leaders on all those, I, I hate to call them pointless facts because they, they're great for orientation. Yeah, they matter when you're right, a student. Right, like when I'm moving in tomorrow, yeah, I do know I need to know printing costs and I do need to know how my meal plan works and I do need to know um, how to replace my ID card if I lost it. I don't give a shit about any of I that. Totally agree. And, well, sorry, apologies, no, not no, suitable for work. But like, that doesn't uh, mean anything to me. I'll do a reverse trigger warning. <laughs> Brittany will curse. I'm very frustrated. Like it doesn't, but I get why we, an we, OL or an and, RA then goes out on tour and they're like oh I'm I have this knowledge this wealth of knowledge it would be great if I go ahead and share all of this and now it, it is selling the feature instead of the, the benefit, benefit right where a tour guide's job is to tell the why to be the right, salesperson right you have to sit as a tour guide way up at that 30,000 foot level Correct. and help make the ask and not the 20,000 level we're dragging our bag into our residence circle and back around right because you and I what what happens when families the families check out mm -hmm. during that litany because they're just not emotionally there yet and they can't remember it. But then, as we said, then their questions, because that's all we're right. giving them, go to that. You get back parsed into these two yes. families. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, let's all circle back. You get parsed into the two families, right? Like okay. either people check out or people get very into that. And so um, you know, it's a self-fulfilling self prophecy. through the negative, let's focus on the positive. In this next segment, we discuss great moments in touring from October and what's coming next for the RNL Plus Render team. some Love. good things like I mean so many of our, so many of our new clients are doing some good things so many of our returning clients have upgraded things we, you know we talked about Fort Lewis and the many changes they made going to an agile tour um, we've had some really great tour guides um, who've had good conversation with families that walked for it you know forward. I will say any tour guide that asks questions of families is going to be a winner in my book. That's a good point. Every time we had a, this young man named Connor at Ohio University. He's going to go down as one of my favorite tour guides of all time because he asked so many questions. Instead of doing the, I don't know if anyone's interested in Relay for Life, but here at fill in the blank, we participate. Connor was really great at being like, what do you do in high school? Oh, really for life. That's really cool. Like we do that here too. And like, you could totally get involved in like, 
you know, I know Relay is always looking for leaders and it's so much fun. I mean, he, it was that shared experience moment of, oh yeah, yeah, and you remind me, you sound so much like my friend Mary, who's doing that same thing. And she's majoring in biology too, just like you, you know, oh my gosh. I like, I just want to like sob in the middle of those tours. It's so beautiful. and, And I think that's a great thing too, is one, I think that, you know, we've experienced a leadership that is beginning to listen and understand who's coming and wanting to change and realizing, you know, the edge of the cliff of 2025 is coming. Yeah. Um, and I think there's less barriers to recommendation and change. And I will say that when it's all said and done and we've done so many rounds of steps to being memorable, I do love and impressed by today's college students, why we talk about, we joke about them being stressed out and angst and they are, and I'm looking at, I'm trying to look through them through their lens, but their respectfulness, their desire to learn, them translating the best practices to not just being a tour guide, but in their career. And those things has been really refreshing and inspired. I think we've had some really long days and we've gone into steps of being memorable and have just been inspired and learned from the guides back. And that's been really great for me. You know, like I think higher ed's been beat up so much and I just want to grab a reporter and say, Come travel with us, right? Come listen, listen to, to these, these stories. stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's great stuff. We're just it helping is. clients rethink it and Call repackage it yes. and rethink the delivery. Absolutely. Okay, all right. See, I started off with my Gen X side, <laughs> and now I've crossed over to my cuspy baby boomer You're side. You're entering. You've, you've gone the, the journey into your idolistic boomerness. <laughs> You say, I'm a closeted boomer. I think, yeah, you have moments where you are like super angsty, and then five minutes later, you're going to be like, This is a dream. That is totally my Gemini, man. You've traveled with me for oh, how many years? That is true. The twin. The twin. I've never really thought about the twin, that. Totally. Oh, astrology. Yes. <laughs> We should read our horoscopes on a daily basis. That should be a new tradition for us. Get in a rental car totally, the twin. and read how the day is how, going to unfold. For five years you've traveled with me. All right. So I'm going home to sleep and then start writing client reports and doing more, helping you with those. You are on an adventure leaving I, Walla Walla. I am. I'm, uh, I'm leaving Walla Walla. I'm flying to New York City. Um, and then I'm headed to the Fast Company Innovation Festival all next week. And you have been week. attending a version of that for... I think this is my sixth yeah, one. Yeah. I did... And, um, and, and I think like yeah. we used to go to Pine and Gilmore's Think About, right? And they phase that out and integrate. And I think Trent and I did that. Now you've been integrating new thought from, that you've learned from outside of IRA. Yeah, you know, I think that's... I, anyone who listens to the podcast or has been around us knows that we say, you know, look to outside businesses and companies and organizations for innovation, especially in experience staging. And um, Fast Company is is chock full of fast tracks and workshops and some of the best experience stagers. So I have a I have a full week of um, fast tracks bopping around yeah. Manhattan. And you'll debrief us all on it on yeah. an upcoming podcast. Podcast. I'm going to write tons okay. of blog posts. Um, I've got some really cool ones that I'm excited about. Um, like I'm headed to a fast track at American Ballet Company, American Ballet Theater, um, Quip, the toothbrush yeah, company I, I that's had doing it, a lot but of social media. I'm an media. aggressive brusher. Imagine I'm aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
my cousin who's like my niece says I'm aggressive, my couch is aggressive, and my car is aggressive, and I broke my quip. Oh. So it didn't work for me. Do you me want me to tell them that? like that, it just... I'll share well, that like feedback. Well, like the snappy part to put the thing, it just... I, I don't know. I think Trent is a quip user as so, well. Yeah. We'll have to get his okay, feedback. I look forward to your feedback on that. Well, and you know what? That one is specifically, I think, on like developing a cult following because they, you know, they're on social media a lot, which was really what the Blast Fast Company um, edition uh, issue was focused on: was cult following, um, how how you build that up, how it comes to fruition, what happens when it goes wrong, like what we saw in Soul Cycle. Um, companies that are doing that cult following really well so I think I'm going to I think a lot of what I've selected is about that because I think a lot of our clients are looking for how to create that kind of buzz internally and then how that's reflected back in the recruitment and retention of students so I'm really interested in these businesses that have that kind of passion from their consumers I know you'll learn a lot and I know you'll translate it to our work and to our clients I will. but I also hope you'll have a slice and an everything bagel you for know me. I will I'm okay. going to carve it up because I'm also going to be walking a lot and then I've built in time I'm going to uh, one of these new Instagram museums I'm going to the color factory so I have a ticket cool. for that uh, I'm going to see the new Vessel experience out at Hudson Yards, so I'll be blogging about that as well. Um, and then my husband, um, Brian, just texted me and said that tomorrow in Penn Station, Starbucks is opening the very first, wait, what is it called? Hold, please. It's not the roastery. No, 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 no. Why no. would you put it in the hellhole that is Penn Station? Ooh, there's some shade being thrown at Penn State. Penn Station is I mean, kind of like no man's yeah, land. Yeah, I know. I'm going to, trigger warning, I'm going to offend people geographically. So, Penn Station goes to New Jersey and, and. Ouch, you are getting ready to insult a group of people. So, it's opening the first what is called Starbucks Pickup, a first of its kind location in the U.S. that encourages orders from its app. Uh, interesting. Um, so let's remove humanity. Um, okay. Consumers want convenience, comfort, and connection, and the pickup store is designed specifically around the first of those: convenience. It's per, it's meant to be predictable and effortless for customers who want seamless beverage or food pickups in their busy lives. So I'm going to order my coffee tomorrow. Um, when I get in from my red eye, and I'm going to see if it is seamless, convenient, <laughs> and if well, it does what I need it to do. Connected digitally, but not connected to humans. Right, no. Yeah. But, well, but I, are we redefining connection, end, right? right? So we'll talk right. about this maybe in a future podcast. always we hope you felt like you were right there in the airport terminal with us a few additional things for you to remember number one join us for our first rnl plus render webinar on december 12th as we discuss how to cope with gen x parents on the visit head over to our website to register number two subscribe to our renderings blog for updates on best practices in campus visit and our experiences outside of higher education you'll also receive render raves our monthly newsletter of what we're reading, watching, and pondering. Go to renderexperiences.com and click blog on the top right of our homepage. Number three, want to collaborate with us? Find who we are, what we do, in an inquiry form on our website. Shoot us an email or give us a call so we can learn more about your goals, your challenges, and how we can help. 
thanks for listening to Render's Experiences. I'm Brittany Joyce, and remember, it's all about the experience.